Welcome to The Outlet. I'm Grace Warner, the co-producer of the show, and I'm here with Ali Eldridge, Beth Greenman, David Lee, Connor Curick, and Taylor Brooke, some of our top five producers for content this semester. And we've chosen them to specifically talk about their stories this semester and what they learned as an additional piece to the podcast. Welcome, everybody. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hey. So I want to first go off um, around the table and talk about more of what you learned this semester. I'll go first. Yeah, Taylor. Okay, well, honestly, this whole year, I think I've learned an amazing amount of things. From the beginning of the semester, I basically had to learn how to edit the stories by myself. And so I thought that was awesome because I was just thrown into Nedia and then I had to learn how to edit my stories and then set up my own interviews. So as a person, I've grown a lot. And I think that it reflects in my stories because starting off in the beginning of the year, I noticed that I talked really fast and I didn't <laughs> enunciate very well. And then towards the end of the year, I'm like, wow, like I actually produced some good content, in my opinion. Oh, that's so good. So what was most challenging for you, Taylor? Probably learning how to edit because you go in at odd times when you're able to go in and make your story and there might not be like the teachers in there that are able to help you out. So having to just throw yourself into learning Nettie Up was probably the most difficult, in my opinion. And Ali, what about you? What was your most challenging experience and educational experience? Um, Education-wise... Uh, I definitely became a much better writer uh, wow. with the help of you, Atish, and Abby. <laughs> um, yeah, because my writing was, it it wasn't terrible. You know, I know how to write things, but uh, when it came to scripts and like putting a story together, uh, there was a lot of like technical things that I learned. It's a different format, isn't it's it? It's very different. Um, and the most challenging would be forcing myself to go out and talk to people like oh, really yeah. which I know is like yeah. the thing that I do now it's what I'm going to school for but um I just think it's obviously very important as a journalism major to be able to just go and talk to anybody and mm. I'm so I'm like I am sociable but it's just is that a word sociable, sociable? Yes. yeah that's fair I'm social I'm a social person but like it's, it's I still find it difficult to just go talk to random people but uh after forcing myself to do it, I'm a lot better at it now. <laughs> good, good. Um, and Beth, what about you? Um, well, um, most challenging would probably also be the same as Allie. Just like maybe not even like forcing myself to go out and talk to people, but like getting interviews and being persistent with people and using a lot of like methods to get in contact with people because mm. sometimes it'd be difficult uh and so learning ways to reroute if it doesn't look like it's happening with people in order to get the story done in time uh so yeah learning that was probably the most challenging part and then most educational um probably utilizing like all the aspects of audio storytelling in my stories because like I was struggling a lot in the beginning of the year with the concept of natural sound and how to use it right um and uh now I feel like I've really grown with that and I know how to use that to help set the scene and like immerse people wow. in the story so yeah yeah that's been great I love the use of Nat Sound yeah. in podcasting. I think it definitely elaborates more on the story for the listener as well as the audience and yeah, the exactly. um, host. All right, David, what about you? What has been your most interesting or, or educational experience and your most challenging? 
Yeah, so all of those together, um, I have to say, is working with my boss, um, which in our case is Atish. <laughs> I mean, for those of you who don't know Atish, uh, y- you guys should all know Atish, by the way, because he's really cool. But uh, at first, he's just, uh, he's a, he was a very... Um, <laughs> Uh, I don't know how to, what, what, how to intimidating. Describe him. Yeah, intimidating. He's a big presence, but he's he was very motivational. Um, I think because he was so rigid and um, kind of kind of hard on us mm. in the beginning. I think that's he. We I I think I was uh, motivated by that to work harder. Um, good. So, that, so good. that he would say, "Oh, Dave, that's pretty good, actually," and like. Later on, just you know, his small compliments would mean more, you mm-hmm. know, because of that. So yeah, thank you, Atish. Um, I wasn't trying to like throw shade on you. <laughs> it's actually a compliment, Atish. So yeah, there you go. And Connor. Um, for me, the most difficult part was trying to find a way to portray emotion when all you have for your story is something you can hear. And so you know, when you have video, you can see things. You can see facial expression. Yeah. You can see what's going on around you. You can understand the situation better with your eyes. I mean, with radio, all you've got is your ears. So trying to find a way to raise my voice when it was appropriate, mm-hmm. when to um, change the tone of my voice, and then in interviews, trying to ask the questions that would bring out laughter, for instance, or <laughs> um, something in a question that would uh, like allow someone to get either louder if they're more passionate about it, or maybe quieter, maybe. Sp- speak faster because through that you're going to be able to tell this is exactly what they're feeling and that was the key part trying to get off some sort of feeling from a radio story when all you have are your ears yeah very nice very nice okay and so i also want to talk about our your individual stories that you produced um you guys produced a lot of content for us this semester and um i would love to talk about your favorite story so who wants to start off with their favorite this semester again taylor (laughs) okay i'll go first i think my favorite story of this semester was my upgrade athens story specifically because it had to do with athens and that's where we're living Mm. for the time being and just starting off from like my production of it i thought it was um Recording it, I thought I did a really good job with mm-hmm. my broadcast voice. I slowed down. Um, I developed the script for a whole week longer than I usually do. Got help from Atish more than I usually do. And got to talk to some really cool people like Chris Meal and Sarah Conley, who are, they work in the Athens community. And then my favorite part of the story was when they, when Chris Meal told me that they've decreased the consumption of electricity and gas by becoming more efficient and that has saved people in this community, in this county over a million dollars, which I thought was absolutely awesome because it was cool learning about how Athens is being proactive and trying to better, better the community. Yeah. And so they entered into this competition called upgrade, upgrade Ohio. And it really showed me how much Athens cares about its community and its members in it. And I just thought that was awesome because I go to Ohio university and it's in Athens. Exactly. Not only do um, Athens locals care about the university, but as well as their own hometown, which Absolutely. has just been so great to get that different perspective of the community as well. Mm-hmm. And Ali, let's talk about your favorite story. 
Um, my favorite story this semester was my dinner with 12 strangers because, like I said earlier, um, I'm a social person, but like meeting new people kind of freaks me out sometimes. Um, <laughs> Having dinner with 12 strangers <laughs> was a great definitely choice for me. <laughs> put you out of your comfort zone, didn't it? And that's why I liked it because um, I wasn't sure what to expect. You know, it's a, it's people with all different sorts of personalities and like our majors were all different, our interests. And so I showed up and like everybody was super nice and uh it was just nice talking to every like like I said different personalities it it was a new perspective so plus it made me you know grow as a person I guess because (laughs) now I'm like oh yeah I can definitely go talk to random people now because I did that so so um what was your favorite aspect of that story um I really enjoyed hearing what the alumni like their experience here and how different it was. Like mm. um, David Brightbill, he was here in the, uh, he got his, what was it? <laughs> he graduated with a BSED uh, in 1970. Wow. So like when he was in school, like they had like ashtrays in all the classrooms. Oh, and yeah. like women had curfews. It was wow. like 10 o'clock. And now we're a tobacco-free campus. Like, how times have changed. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And just, like, hearing him and both him and Jerry uh, just talk about how proud they are of the students here. Like, I just thought that was very cool. Yeah, very inspirational and motivating to hear alumni speak. And Beth, um, your your favorite story was your Women's International Day Festival, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I really liked that one because, A, um, I really liked what I was covering. Uh, the Women's Festival was really cool. Um, and it had just, like, a whole variety of things to, like, cover and talk about. So, mm. like, that was cool to go to and have all that to report on. And then I liked the way I, I feel like I used, like, all the tools at my disposal for it. I would set the scene and I use that sound throughout. Um, so would you say that's your favorite part of the story that you did? My, yeah, not the natural sound was probably my favorite part. I liked using that um, specifically. I was talking about the performances and then I used um, an instrumental part in the original song. Then it led into the Middle Eastern dance music. And wow. I felt like it just really enhanced what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, definitely embedding those different cultures yeah. into your story through music was a really effective for our audience, I feel. Thanks. <laughs> I tried. And David, what was your favorite story, your sanctuary campus? Yeah, I liked working on that story. Um, the reason I liked it was because, like, when I interviewed, especially the students, um, I liked how passionate they were um, and what they were doing. Um, I mean, first of all, the sanctuary campus protests, it was one of the biggest um, events or um, occurrences that the school mm-hmm. had this past academic year. But also the students, like how how, how their, their motives in prote- uh, looking out for their fellow international students. Um, and as a fellow international student, I kind of um, was actually pretty emotional when I was speaking to some of the yeah people. did that really speak to you personally yeah I mean um I mean I'm not affected by like the bans or the executive orders personally but you had a closer uh, tie yeah because like yeah. coming from a coming from abroad it just shows how um, domestic students mm-hmm. um, what how they think how they perceive international students um, you know they're not just visitors but yeah. they're 
they're actually family, um, you know, they're close friends. Uh, so, you know, speaking to students like the protest organizer, Jelana Watson, um, yeah, it really um, challenged me to change my, some of my perspectives as well. Um, and I really was thankful to talk to them. So what was your favorite aspect of the story? Just talking to the students? Yeah, yeah, just seeing how passionate they were yeah. and um, looking out for the fellow students and, it, um, and how I got a chance to kind of reflect on myself as a student um, and as a person as well. Wow, so inspirational. So, Connor, your favorite story um, that you produced this semester was Colleen's profile. Yes, uh, Colleen Murnane. She is a um, freshman here from Circleville, and this girl plans to run a marathon in every state in the country. She's already done four. And so, um, you know, I know that in itself might not, it's interesting, but might not bring much of a story out of that. I mean, mm-hmm. outside of that fact. But then you add more things to it, like she has hypothyroidism. And pretty much what hypothyroidism does is it depletes your thyroid levels. And if you know anything about that, it pretty much makes you really tired constantly every day. And so this girl was going through that. And then let's add more to that. Um, her father died when she was seven. And then her mom struggles with multiple sclerosis. So you have all these things piling up on top of this girl. And yet she runs marathons and still plans to run 46, 47 more. And so, um, but I mean, the big question that a teach always put into our mind was, I mean, what is the story really about? And so in her case, yeah. it boils down to perseverance. I mean, that's, She's just persevering. That one, one word sums up the entire story because there's so many aspects I can cover when it comes to her. And so um, I really try to draw a contrast between the things she's been through, yet in yeah. all the ways she is ignoring that completely and succeeding. And so, um, I mean, this girl's story is, I mean, I mean, it's emotional. I mean, and it's just like I think it reaches to a lot of people because of so many aspects, so many things she's gone through. And I really wanted to get it right, too, because, first of all, I mean, I know her. And I realized that, like, other people are going to have to know, really know her, not just her story, to really understand what's going on. And so I even actually got up at 5.40 a.m. myself and ran with her one morning just to kind of experience what it would be like. And um, so, like, you know, before the sunrise, it was still dark outside, really cold out. And, you know, you hear me out there complaining. And I'm just like, I don't know how you do this. I don't know how you do this every single morning because training is so intense. Yet she's extremely tired all the time and still trains. And so, um, I mean, out of that, I got like, I had to persevere just running seven miles with this girl and my life's going pretty well. And you think about this girl who does that every morning and eventually runs 26.2 miles in different states. I mean, that just, yeah. Wow. So you really immersed yourself as a reporter into the story, waking up at 5.45 a.m. with her (laughs) to get that natural sound and really see what a day in the life with Colleen is like. Yeah. And it's it's a struggle for her. But um, so what was your favorite aspect of the story? My favorite aspect was uh, definitely getting to talk to her mom Mm. over the phone. This was the first time I did a phone interview, actually. And so um, a little technical Aside here, I was uh, when I started the phone interview, she got, she got on the phone. It was all working well, and uh, I started talking and realized it was not recording. Nothing was actually working right, and so I was honest. I was like, you know, I have no idea what I'm doing. Let me get back to you in a second. And so that revealed a slight uh, weakness I had there. So you know, I went in, found someone who's a little more experienced, helped me out with that, got that working. But hearing from her mom um, really put things into perspective. Hearing how much her mom um, looks up to her daughter. I mean, you don't hear that too much. I mean, th- her daughter has helped get her through multiple sclerosis and um, her own issues. So that was really cool. And then the natural sound, like what you were saying, um, getting to add that, finding ways to 
get the sound of her running, um, you know, the footsteps and uh, the sound of, you know, the outdoors and seeing what things she said in her interview that I could bring to life in sound. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for coming to me on your extra time through the day. And um, good luck with the rest of the semester in finals. And we hope to have you back next semester with the outlet. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.